Hey guys, this is Phil the Phaeologist here. Uh, just a preamble before this episode starts. This is a conversation that I had with Greps about a month ago or so, right before the Fey channel for Ether Raids and Heroic Grails came out. Basically, it was a conversation uh, that we had in the lull uh, that we had before the Fey channel and before relatively new content about Dragalia and uh, the success that it's been having and some of the features that we thought would be applicable uh, for uh, not only heroes, but we also talked about um, just other games in general and uh, possible solutions that we would like to see happen in, in heroes to make it a little bit more diverse and increase in fun. So uh, even though this conversation was pre ether raids, pre, uh, uh, heroic Grails and and pre version 3.0 as well. I, I still feel like this conversation is relevant, and I hope that you do enjoy the conversation that we do have uh, about discussing these two games. So please enjoy, and uh, once again, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. Thanks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Phaeology, the study of Fire Emblem Heroes. My name is Phil, and I'll be your theologist today, and joining me is our chief resident, Grepstein. Greps, it's been a while since we've been together on the show. Um, appreciate you filling in for a little bit uh, and releasing a few episodes uh, for recent analysis on our banners and characters, so uh, thanks for doing that, and how are you doing today? Yeah, sure thing. It's been a busy time for both of us, but it is good to be back and, and live and in person with you, or not in person, but I guess live with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I guess this is as close as in person as we get so um being on two different parts of the country so uh yeah but no it's it's good to be with you today and uh so on the uh on the back side of having you know the new legendary hero banner released oh uh, for just for you guys as a uh, information too if you're listening to this before we actually get into our analysis of Legendary Erica. Uh, that episode will be coming out soon. Uh, I'm going to be recording that with our good friend Red Ferrari from Game Press uh, tomorrow. So look forward to that. So we'll, we'll save. Um, it, depending on when on the, when this uh, recording is released, that's the that's when we are recording is a day before we do that episode. But uh, we might save this one for a little bit later. But yeah, we've we've gotten we've gotten a quick update on a few characters recently um, uh, with the new uh, kind of far-fetched version two banner that we've just had and a Versa GHB. Uh, before that, you know, we didn't really have much to talk about, and also in addition to that, both uh, Greps and I have been pretty busy with our schooling and and work and 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 everything, and so. Uh, in addition, so kind of combining that and just, you know, kind of having a lull in things to talk about in Heroes, we, uh, Greps had this idea actually about kind of comparing, uh, kind of sitting down and talking about the state of the game by comparing it to another game. So Greps, um, I think I'll turn it over to you to kind of introduce the topic of our show today and, and, uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, sure. So thanks, Phil. And, so, you know, uh, about a month ago, Nintendo released their second, I guess, gotcha game. Uh, and maybe a lot of our listeners are already familiar and have been checking it out. But uh, about a month ago, Dragalia Lost was released 
as a mobile game that Nintendo is like, I guess, what are they like the distributor or uh, I'm not exactly sure what, uh, what you call their role. Yeah. Like the, they're the, they're not the developer because that's like intelligent systems role with um, Fire Emblem Heroes, but they have the same type of a role for another mobile game. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, I guess they, they do have some other mobile games like Animal Crossing and uh, uh, Mario, Super Mario, what is it, Run, Super Mario Run? Yeah, yeah, Super Mario Run, I'm pretty sure. So they do have a couple of other games as well that, you know, listeners should definitely check out. But uh, Dragalia Lost is definitely more in the vein of Fire Emblem Heroes where there's summoning and, uh, you know, different battles that you're fighting. And I guess we'll get a little bit more into that in this podcast. But I I don't want to dive too much into Dragalia Lost in terms of uh, turning this whole podcast into like a Dragalia Lost podcast because I know some of our listeners might be already playing and might be very familiar with what we're talking about today. And other listeners might have no idea what we're talking about and, and might uh, have no experience so far playing Dragalia Lost or seeing anything about it. But they might be seeing some of their favorite content providers talking about Dragalia Lost when they used to just talk about Fire Emblem Heroes. And uh, that's kind of how I first got interested in playing Dragalia Lost is a lot of people who play Fire Emblem Heroes seem to be playing Dragalia Lost as well. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, like I I t- totally want to just state too that, yeah, we <laughs> uh, we are a Fire Emblem-based podcast still. And, and the I guess the reason for this podcast is to kind of speculate slash hope for and and talk about what we would hope to see um i guess more in short term uh what potentially may happen with version three uh, in that update uh, soon but also in long term as well i i think it'd be interesting to kind of compare the games and see what what dragalia lost has to offer that could potentially be implemented in fire emblem heroes and and uh yeah, and, and I mean, not to say that, you know, Dragalia is better or worse than Fire Emblem, and I, and I totally agree that a lot of people who have been playing Fire Emblem um, have been playing Dragalia as well. I know that I've dabbled in it. Uh, you have as well. I, I think that a lot of people who are into gacha games and into uh, Fire Emblem uh, naturally wanted to see what Dragalia was like, and so... Um, I, I think there can be an appropriate comparison made, um, and and both games can learn from each other. Uh, yeah, it'll, it'll just be interesting to see what we both kind of pick up from from this new game, and see if there is anything that could be applied to Fire Emblem Heroes to make it uh, even more fun than it is now uh, for us. So, yeah, exactly. So we're not going to become your dragaliologists, uh, is that right, Phil? That I think that is the appropriate term. I'll I'll have to check the book, but <laughs> we've both been playing yeah. Dragalia Lost uh, and have had uh, you know our experience with last month, and uh, you know I thought over while playing Dragalia Lost, I thought, hey, there are some mechanics that Dragalia Lost has that would be pretty emblem heroes that. Uh, you know, maybe it is just a different game and a different take on some things from the, uh, you know, altered in some way to make the game a little bit more interesting or a little bit more fun. Uh, it's also possible that Dragalia Lost has benefited from things 
that have already taken place in Fire Emblem Heroes and maybe the um, Fire Emblem Heroes and some other gotcha games of how you lost to have some of the mechanics that it has. So, you know, I think there is a benefit to, to later. And I, I think the creators of Dragalia Lost are the same that created uh, Grand Blue Fantasy, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. I'm not familiar with that game, but uh, yeah, if, if it is Psy Games, I guess, is the the creator of Dragalia, then yeah. <laughs> uh, or if that's how you say it, if, I don't know if it's Psy Games or CY Games or something, but... Yeah, um, I would say Psy Games, but yeah, so that is like the intelligent systems of Dragalia Lost, but... Um, and I know that you've played, from talking with you, I know that you've played some other mobile games, some of them maybe not gotcha games, but other just like in- interesting competitive mobile games in the vein of Fire Emblem Heroes. And um, so, yeah, I'm definitely interested in hearing some of your thoughts on things that other mobile games might be able to lend to Fire Emblem Heroes as well as uh, as we go over this discussion about Dragalia Lost as well. Yeah, I, I think that uh, outside of gotcha games, there are other methods of, of and mechanics of play that uh, maybe a stretch uh, to add to Fire Emblem itself. I, I'm sure that the developers don't want to deviate too much from what Fire Emblem is originally, and and what it has become, uh, what Heroes has become. But but still, like I, I feel like at the rate that Fire Emblem has been changing, with you know constant updates every month, new new events being added almost constantly as well. I feel like they've set the precedence that change constantly happens. And so, I don't know, I feel like we've been kind of accustomed to seeing that happen. If when, and when we don't see it, then we get bored of it. And, and so, if, if there can be some more changes made to the game, even if they are very drastic, uh, then that might be a way to go. Like, one, I mean, I don't think anyone was expecting a, a tap battle type of mechanic, you know, in, in Fire Emblem Heroes. It's not really, I, I understand that it is a thing in Japan, but it's not, it wasn't really a, like a Fire Emblem thing in, in previous original games. And so, so I, I think they do have potential to add completely, completely new mechanics to the game besides just a kind of a map in a four, you know, 4v4 or even a, a 10v10 uh, rival domains type of situation so it's it's definitely a possibility but yeah hopefully in this episode we we can talk about um some of the features that are seen in dragalia and and some other games as well and and kind of see how they might fit in in heroes so yeah so i think that's enough point for our discussion today and I know some people might think, you know, this, this isn't just our wish list for all the things that could change in Fire Emblem Heroes or that could be improved, because I don't think we're going to touch on some things that might be at the top of some people's lists, like, for example, improving on arena scoring. Like, that's a huge issue that a lot of people want to see different, something that we touch on if at all, or, or at least not too much today, because that's not necessarily something, at least from my experience from Dragalia Lost, that Dragalia Lost has an answer to. Um, but I think both, uh, both of us have a list of some things that we have seen from Dragalia Lost, and Phil, you have some other things, I think, from some other mobile games. And so why don't we get into that now and talk about some of these things that, from some other mobile games, some things that we think would be really good additions or just modifications of things that we already have in Fire Emblem Heroes. Does that sound good to you? 
That sounds great to me. And I'm looking at the script here, and there are some ideas that we have in common. So I think one thing that we should talk about first would be a one thing that Dragalia Lost does have is a co-op mode uh, slash kind of PvP mode. PvP meaning player versus player, or uh, basically you are playing with or against someone else uh, in real time uh, over the internet, basically, right? Over the game. So so I, I really like that feature with, with Dragalia, and that is something that I remember people have that have been talking about in Heroes for a long time now. Um, I think that a PvP mode could potentially work in Heroes. Like I, so I, I'm, I'm thinking of how how they could do that in Heroes and uh, like physically and, and to make it work basically. It, because right now, of course, the, the main mode, you know, most of the game modes, including Arena all the way to the maps and, and special maps and things like that, they have AI basically controlling the enemy team whether they are created by IS themselves on a map uh, predetermined or by you know using someone else's team uh, that they've created but controlled through AI. Now, if you were to switch that out and and have someone in real time controlling that uh, that team of theirs, then there are some potential pitfalls that uh, that I could foresee happening with that. For example, like if you don't include something like a timer, I think, and and limit the amount of time that you spend in in the map um, when players are going up against each other, then then there could be potential stalemates for sure. I think that uh, if people, especially who play in the enemy phase, uh, they're not really going to yield to one one or another. Um, if they're trying to kind of set up a unit to to receive an attack from someone else, I could potentially see people kind of bouncing around the map and trying to either corner uh, someone out or you know or, or you know what have you. But I I could really foresee that taking a lot of time actually to to happen and for people to kind of get set up and engage with each other um, in the correct in the correct way or in in a timely fashion. And so. So I can understand why we really haven't seen a PvP mode come out in the game yet. Uh, for those reasons, it it definitely would be a challenge, and it might not satisfy a lot of people who want to go go get on their phone, play a quick game, maybe that maybe lasts a uh, you know a couple minutes long, and play uh, many games in that fashion. Uh, it might not work out, but um, uh, yeah, so. If there was a way, though, to to make a co-op uh, a co-op kind of thing happen in Fire Emblem or a PvP mode happen as well, um, I think that would be interesting if they could implement that in a balanced way. Um, I, I do have some some ideas from other games too, but uh, what what are your thoughts first of all on on both how it's implemented in Dragalia? and how it might be implemented in Fire Emblem Heroes. Grabs, uh, I'll turn it over to you. Well, I'm glad that we touched on this, uh, this topic first, because I think it is the number one thing that Fire Emblem Heroes could learn from Dragalia Lost to make Fire Emblem Heroes a better game. 
And it's not even something that has to change the nature of Fire Emblem Heroes necessarily, because it could completely fit within the framework in most ways of how Fire Emblem Heroes already is. It wouldn't have to change its style or, uh, you know, it wouldn't necessarily be anything like that by adding this type of a mode. It would just be broadening what you could do in Fire Emblem. So in Dragalia Lost, the co-op mode, as you mentioned, is you can play with up to three other players at the same time, and you can complete maps together by using, you know, in, in like in Fire Emblem Heroes lingo, it, it's like your heroes and you that you've trained up and you get to, with other people's heroes that they've trained up as well and the skills and the weapons and all of those things. And this is such a big part of Dragalia Lost because you can, you know, compete different like story maps with them, but you can also, there's regular game modes in new events in Dragalia Lost where you have to compete with other people and you have to train up your heroes in order to be able to beat these big bosses. And so this just makes me think of something like Tempest Trials or, you know, maybe like one of these uh, event recurring game modes. It doesn't have to just be the arena when we talk about PvP in Fire Emblem Heroes, but we could be talking about uh, a voting gauntlet that you play with other people or Tempest Trials or one of these other game modes, Grand Conquest, anything like that could be PvP as well, um, even though the arena seems maybe a little bit easier to think about how exactly that would be done. Um, but I think this is such an important thing for Dragalia Lost. It's so much fun to play with other people, and it is so glaring of a weakness with Fire Emblem Heroes when you play a game where, that you're able to play with other people at the same time. Uh, of course, it comes with its own issues, like people disconnect frequently in Dragalia Lost, and you know, some people are trying to join other matches and they don't have their heroes trained nearly as much as somebody else. So there's, it, there's a host of issues that come with this. But in Fire Emblem Heroes, because you're always competing against the AI and because the AI is always following the same sets of rules for its turn order and for who it's targeting and all of those things, Fire Emblem Heroes, as a result, I think it's a little bit stale when you can just completely predict what the computer is going to do in your objective, no matter the game mode is essentially the same, even when you're competing against other people's units. So, you know, whether it's being able to play with other people on the same team, or whether it's being able to go up against them in the arena or some other brand new game mode that we don't even have, I think would be a huge addition to Fire Emblem Heroes. So that, that's, I think, the rationale for why this is something really important for Fire Emblem Heroes to consider. But, you know, you're touching on some of these issues that come up with how would we get people to actually fight each other as opposed to just staying in their corners and not doing anything and waiting for the other person to make a mistake. And I think, you know, it doesn't have to be exactly the same as how the arena is mm -hmm. structured. For example, uh, there could be bonuses or incentives to the person who gets the first KO in, in a, a competitive mode between two people in Fire Emblem Heroes. Uh, or there could just be benefits to finishing a match in fewer turns as opposed like you get a little bit of a higher reward in feathers or in some other currency that you'd be getting from completing a, a competitive game mode where you'd want to do it faster or I don't know there's like other incentives that they could put in to make sure that people are attacking each other or there could just be uh, you know like tiles of the map that slowly disappear or other things that just force people to come together so 
I'm not saying there's like a perfect way to implement this, but I don't think that we it has to be so strictly structured where it's exactly the same as the arena, just you against somebody else. So I think it can be done, but uh, intelligent systems has to be a little bit more creative than just taking, you know, placing somebody else in instead of the computer. They have to come up with some other rules to make sure that it would be fun. Exactly. And on that note, um, I do have an idea of how that might be able to be implemented. Um, I was looking, in preparation for this episode, I was looking back at previous Fire Emblem games. And I, you know, I, I played uh, the first one that came out on the GBA uh, here in, in North America, Blazing Blade and Sacred Stones as well. And I remember that there was something that you could do PvP-wise with the GBA. And so I looked back into it. And in Sacred Stones, um, they had this thing called Arena Battles, where you would choose, I think it was up to five, yeah, five of your characters. And, and, and by the way, like if for those who hadn't played Sacred Stones, and for those who did, it might, you might remember how there were a lot of non-playable characters that you could unlock through uh, playing kind of like a, a training tower mode. And the more you played, the, the, the more you achieved, you could unlock um, like, uh, you know, some of the, uh, like Erica and Ephraim's father, uh, Fado, you could play as him. Uh, or some of the bosses, of course, and, and, uh, and other characters that you might uh, not usually get to play with. And so that was really cool in and of itself. And you could train them up even more so and, and max out their level through this this grind mode. Uh, but anyway, what you do in this mode is that you would... Um, I forgot how you did it. I think you just kind of hooked up two GBAs together with a cord, like a, a USB cord or something. But in the arena battle mode, you would choose five characters from your roster, uh, whoever they may be, um, customize them as you will. And basically you had like, uh, you can go up to four different people as well at, at the same time. And so you had four teams of five kind of surrounding this square, like the arena, uh, center, the uh, dueling center. And if it was your turn, you would choose one of your units and you would target any one of the other uh, players uh, units so you had 15 to choose from so you target them and you would bring them into battle and battle would would commence just as it would in Fire Emblem and of course uh, you know there are mechanics there that are uh, different than they are in Heroes including like dodging uh, you know having a chance to dodge having a chance to crit and and the like but anyway so you would get points just you know, for attacking, if you'd get more points for KOing the, the foe, um, you'd lose points if you got KO'd and, and such. And so you would choose a unit, uh, perform the battle, and then they would go back to their bench, basically. And then it would be the next person's turn. They would choose someone else to attack and, and it, so on and so forth until there's a victor or however many turns uh, it took to, uh, to, to kind of complete a round and whoever had the most points won. And so... I thought that was really interesting, and I think that could be implemented um, in real time in Fire Emblem. It, it wouldn't be on a map like we have now, uh, so you wouldn't have to worry about uh, timing and kind of forcing people to to engage with each other. Although I do like what you're saying, Greps, about uh, using incentives to get the first KO 
uh, and to complete a map in in a certain amount of time that that does that would I think make feasible sense. Uh, if they were to create a whole new different game, though, I think this could be one potential way that they could make it PvP. In addition to being co-op, so you could you can go up you know two v two. You could have a one of your friends from the friend list if you wanted to go out uh, go out on the internet uh, and uh, you know compete with each other against a, a t- another team of of two other people. Uh, then you can go kind of back and forth and kind of do this uh, um, you know pick and choose arena thing, and you can have communication between your your partner as well and and the like and and in addition yeah i'll i'll save another point too as uh, as far as like tier listing is concerned but um i think so i think there is a way that they can make it pvp it may not necessarily be with the format that we have now with the map but um i'm hoping that they uh do something similar or uh, I, I think there is a way basically is what I'm saying there is a way to to make it PvP and add a little bit more of a uh, of a you know PvP aspect to the game right now so yeah that, I, that's <laughs> that's my idea um, do you have anything else to say on on co-op or PvP grabs yeah yeah well I mean based on your comments there it it sounds like like almost turning Fire Emblem into like a turn-based game that doesn't involve the map or the space. That could be one potential solution to that, if I'm understanding your idea right there. Exactly. Is yeah. that you know there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of role-playing games where or I could imagine a role-playing game. At least I feel like I've played a game like this in the past where. It's, just, it's like turn-based, but the space of the map doesn't really impact everything. You're not limited to like two spaces or anything like that. We can just get rid of that aspect. Uh, or you can keep it in and you can find some other way to, uh, you know, to make sure that people are actually moving on the map. So uh, I think there's right. different ways to implement this, but I certainly don't think it's a hopeless case for Fire Emblem Heroes. And because it's just it's just so important, I think, and it would make such a big difference in terms of the replay value of Fire Emblem Heroes. I think it's something that Intelligent Systems needs to prioritize if it's not already in the works. And you know, I think we have a sense for how long it can take them to work on something because, you know, it seems like they, they just made an announcement recently that we're not going to be getting new heroes from Binding Blade or um, Radiant Dawn for several months. And so we get a sense that they plan things really far in advance. So hopefully they're already working on something like this. Uh, but I don't know. I have no idea if a year down the road, if we'll see co Fire Emblem Heroes. But I think it's so important to the success of the game and people's continuing interest in Fire Emblem Heroes. Exactly, um, uh, and as you're uh, as you're speaking, like a, a like a role playing game, I, I the first thing that came to mind was like Final Fantasy, just the way that that was set up, where the map didn't really matter. It was just you versus the enemy, and you would you know kind of choose who would attack and what they would use. I think that'd be very interesting to see. Um, so yeah, thank you for bringing that that part up and uh, for clarification on what what it is, and also like. Exactly, like IS plans way in advance uh, what they're going to release and what they're going to do, and so, so I I'm pretty pretty sure that they have whatever version three 
5.0 is going to offer is already set in stone. And so even so, like I still think that they appreciate the feedback and, and hopefully if you have you guys who are listening out there have ideas on how they can improve on adding a PvP mode or just improving any of the other modes as well, then then you should let your voice be heard. And maybe and probably someone else has that same idea or a similar one. And the more they hear from it from us, I think uh, and it's just case in point with how they re- they let us know about these new banners coming out in March and January. Uh, so many people are asking for a banner, and so many people are using the feedback section that they finally had to say, okay, you know, this is what's going on. So um, they do listen. So I think that is really important. Um, can, and kind of on a similar note and kind of moving on with another topic, I think that uh, one thing that... Other games, so I'm going to deviate a little bit from Dragalia and, and kind of talk about some other games and what I've liked about them briefly. Um, some other games that I've dabbled in are, uh, for example, Clash of Clans and, and Clash Royale. Uh, one thing that I do enjoy about those games is the how, how they do implement the PvP mode in real time. It's really fast. You know, It's a two-minute game that you play with another person in real time. Uh, and it's it's uh, you know it's really fun it and it'd be kind of hard to kind of implement the same exact thing into uh, heroes if you understand uh, where I'm coming from with these other games. But the one thing that I do like about that that could be a potential change in solution either to the uh, existing arena right now or if they do implement some sort of a PvP mode is more of a sliding type of tier list instead of uh, or tier. Um, ranking in being competitive and I think that's the the bottom line is that I I I do really enjoy the competitive nature of arena I just think that if they could either change or add another form of competitiveness to the game I think that would that would um satisfy my my hunger for a different type of competitiveness in the game and so what they what they do in like clash royale is based on the outcome of of the uh, match that you play with someone else you get a certain amount of trophies and if you completely devastate the enemy you get more trophies if you don't if it's a stalemate then no one gets anything and if you lose you lose trophies and so your ranking is based on uh, match to match uh, amount of how many trophies you've accumulated throughout your entire play and so so it's it's a very fluid uh, type of tier ranking system rather than in Heroes every week you're being judged on the final score that you have and then being assigned to a very set in stone tier ranking list uh, um, after that week is done. And so I think that would be uh, very interesting. And, I, and I, I think one downside, of course, is that those who do play more um, will... Acu- those like those who play more Clash Royale do accumulate more uh, trophies than those who play occasionally, and so that, of course, if you play more, then you have a better chance to rank up. But of course, that is the incentive to play the game more anyway, and so it, it you know you really get out of it what you put into it. And whereas with Heroes right now, I feel like it's very forgiving of those who don't who don't play a lot uh, more often. Uh, you can still uh, develop a team and rank up in arena 
um, just as fast as someone else who is playing it consistently uh, over the period of the week, uh, which may be a downside to those players who do invest a lot of time. And so, um, so I think that there could be, I, I don't see why they couldn't do both at the same time. There's a lot to manage there. And, but of course that, that makes, I think would make the game a little bit more fun, uh, to be able to, um, focus your efforts on like a, the arena right now and whatever mode w- potentially could include a sliding, uh, ranking list of some sorts but anyway i i think that that is something that i really enjoy from from other games uh that could be implemented into heroes i don't know do you have any other ideas or do you would you like to touch on that subject as well as far as like competitiveness is concerned sure yeah i mean just what your comments there just made me think of a couple things for one i think it would be nice to have something in the game that incentivize like that gives you more rewards as you're playing more Uh, I mean, I know some game modes already work like that, like Tempest Trials. Obviously, you get more rewards if you play more, but there's a point to which, and it's gotten, you know, easier to get all of the Tempest Trials rewards, and I guess that's a good thing, especially because Tempest Trials is really repetitive since we get it every single month. And within every Tempest Trials, it's pretty much, you know, the same seven or eight maps, and, um, you know, there's not... uh, there's not too much replay value, in my opinion, once you get all the rewards, unless you're really vying for the top ranks for the extra couple thousand feathers, there's just not too much reason to keep playing a mode like Tempest Trials, uh, unless you're going for, I guess, uh, more hero merit or something like that. But th- there's really diminishing returns for continuing to play after that point. And I right. think it would be good to have something that uh, incentivizes you to keep playing or rewards you for continue playing beyond that point for people who want to keep playing. And then the other thing you made me think of with the, the sliding scale aspect, and I'm not sure if this is exactly the same thing, but I know there are a lot of games that might have something like a ladder system where you get a rating based on like wins and losses or how good you are, like the, the game analyzes your play or something like that and can assign you a score. And whether that's something... I don't even know if it makes sense for Fire Emblem Heroes, but just what you were saying there just made me think of that. And I know that's something that, like, for example, uh, like Warcraft or Starcraft, to name some older games that use that type of a system. Mm. And I'm sure there are others, too, that give you a score like that. And when you win a match, you get better and you face harder opponents. And if you lose a match, then you face easier opponents. And not only is it a way to make matches fair, but it's also a way to show how good somebody is that could come with certain different rewards. And so I could see that being beneficial from intelligent systems viewpoint that resets like every week or every month or not at all, um, because they could, it's a way that they could show like a leaderboard and incentivize people to be polling for certain units. But, you know, I don't know what, whether that would take the format of the arena or something totally different, but, uh, it just made me think of that. So I just wanted to throw that out there, but, um, Anything else to touch on on this topic, or should we go into a few other areas that we think maybe Fire Emblem Heroes could take from some other games? Yeah, let's let's move on. Um, I guess I started off the this idea. I guess uh, would you like to head the next idea, uh, whatever you would like to talk about next? Sure. Yeah. So I have a list of a couple of other things. Uh, I think the co-op mode or PVP mode is like really the number one thing that would change Fire Emblem Heroes Mm -hmm. and make it more fun, in my opinion. If there is just one thing that intelligent systems could work on, I think that should be the thing. I know it's a big undertaking, though. 
uh, and setting up the infrastructure would be probably a lot of work on their end to make that work. But I think let's let's take something a little bit easier that I think could make a difference in Fire Emblem Heroes, especially if a co-op mode were developed. But even the way the game works right now, I think it could be something useful that I really like that's in Dragalia Lost. And that is the stickers that are in Dragalia Lost, that uh, there are, I want to say, like maybe 30 or so stickers. And they call them stickers, but really it's just like little, little things that you can click on to communicate a message. And the cool thing about this in Dragalia Lost is that they translate each of the stickers into the local language that the game is in, that you've downloaded the game in. So it's a cool way not only to communicate with people who speak your same language, but you can communicate with people that speak different languages because the sticker has the same meaning across languages, I hope, and I, I assume. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there's different messages, like when you enter a co-op mode, uh, game that you can say hi to people and they can, you know, use the same sticker to say hi back. And they, you know, you can, there's different messages that you can relay to people that you're playing with to communicate different things. You can say, good job. You can say, uh, you know, there, there's some strategic stickers, like things like I, I need to be healed and things like that, that in practice are kind of difficult to use in Dragalia Lost because your fingers are usually occupied trying to tap the screen as fast as possible to do damage to enemies and not to communicate because those two things compete with each other uh, in the middle of gameplay. But I think it's so cool to be able to do something like that in the middle of combat or just when you're setting up a match and yet it satisfies the requirement or, or something that I think is probably really important to Nintendo that they don't want to have to monitor and censor people if they're saying things that they shouldn't be saying in the game. Uh, so it provides people with standardized options for communication that would be pretty common in the game but um, you know, through and monitor what everybody's saying to make sure it's appropriate and that it doesn't change the game's uh, rating and things like that. So, you know, as far as how, like, why that might be important in Fire Emblem Heroes, even in the absence of a co-op or a PvP mode where you might want to do that, especially in, uh, first of all, it would just be kind of fun to be able to communicate in some way to people on your friend list and, and put something there to say hi to them or something like that, as opposed to just collecting your five feathers and which, uh, quote unquote, like greets them for the day. <laughs> But um, beyond just doing something like that with people yeah. on your friend list, I think in a game mode like Grand Conquest, there's an obvious um, need to potentially communicate some form of strategy to people that might be helpful in the voting gauntlet, uh, even though I think people have every different opinion about whether th their team should be using flags, saving flags, not battling at all. I think there's still a way that people could be communicating what they think the right thing to do is. And, you could see like the results of, of a survey, and it always changes every couple, like every five or ten minutes or something like that, for whether people think you should be spending your flags in the game or holding on to them. Um, so those are two examples of of ways that I think communication would be useful, even if no no interaction in the actual game itself uh, is implemented in Fire Emblem Heroes, but I really like how, how Dragalia Lost implements that. I assume there are probably other mobile games that allow you to do something similar, but again, it, it makes you feel like you're not just playing a game by yourself, uh, but 
there's like a way to to interact and communicate and use strategy with other people that are also playing the game. Exactly. I and, and that, that was the, uh, I'm glad that you mentioned those those game modes like Voting Gauntlet, Grand Conquest, where communication would really make it more interesting and and a lot of, a lot more fun for sure. I'm I'm almost surprised that they haven't done that so, uh, yet, but um, I I totally agree. I I really like how Dragalia has that going for them, and it makes sense, you know, since they do have a mode where you can in real time be co-op with other people, and so it makes sense to have communication there. Um, I mean, a lot of games that I've played in the past do have some sort of communication, like uh, I was thinking about like NBA Live Mobile, where, and actually that and Clash of Clans slash Clash Royale, where you do have like these events or or game modes where you team up with your friends in a league or in a, in a clan and you go up against another clan and you know you play the game mode whatever that may be and accumulate points and if you win you get more rewards of course but uh, there's a lot of communication that can go on in that uh, and and the way that they have them set up in the other games is to you can basically type out whatever you want to say now Nintendo being a little bit more family friendly I totally see like and it makes me think of like the the good old days when i used to play uh like mario kart or something and and you'd be kind of like on the online chat room while they set up the game and you can like send out little messages saying see you next time or how's it going and and that's exactly like how i envision uh, nintendo continuing that type of communication to avoid obscenities or um other things that may uh not make the game appropriate for uh, kids of all ages, I should say. Um, so I, I totally agree. I think that could be implemented in one form or another. Um, and I'll, I'll piggyback on that and say, like, I, I think that is another cool idea that they could try to make is uh, in, in Heroes is some sort of mode where you do it kind of in the same vein as as Voting Gauntlet, where you are teaming up with other people, or Grand Conquest as well, uh, but a little bit more specific to having uh, a clan or a league or a castle or something uh, with your own friends from your friend list and interacting in that sort of way, using those sticker communications uh, in some sort of competitive game mode against someone, some other clan uh, or gr- group of friends that that you would go up against, and um, I think that would make uh, for a lot of replay value and a lot more fun just to be able to interact with other people that you know, either through the game or outside of the game. So, um, so that's a good point there. Yeah, yeah, that would be kind of cool too. Just more interaction, I think, is probably the biggest message that I'm getting so far from the things that we've said. And while just communicating with people about who your lead should be might be fun, or, or other people could comment, like, thumbs up, thumbs down on who you're putting out as your lead, like whether they like the build or the unit or something like that. That would be kind of cool to see. Or even just, like, like if there were standardized communication forms in the arena where you could leave someone, like, feedback, like, that there's some standardized form of communication to be like, oh, like that was a tough match against you or or something like that that makes you kind of feel like, oh, cool, my arena team did pretty well, since I don't think we're getting replays or anything like that anytime soon. But 
Anyway, so yeah, I, th I think that interaction is so important with other people, either in terms of gameplay or in terms of communication. That's the number one thing that I really want to see brought into Fire Emblem Heroes. If, if I were working at Intelligence Systems and had uh, Intern Kuhn's ear, that's what I would be suggesting first and foremost. But what, what else do you think is really important? What else would be at the top of your list that either from Dragalia Lost or for another mobile game that you'd like to see brought into Fire Emblem Heroes? Sure. Um, uh, like if, <laughs> uh, just to backtrack to like, I, I love the meme where they talk about like intern coon, uh, releasing like ban like when the, uh, uh, summer banner, the first summer banner was kind of released before, um, before IS could take a hold of it somehow, you know, how that information leaked out and everyone blames the intern. Uh, if you were to intern there, Grips, I, I know that you wouldn't make those mistakes. So, uh, you'd be a good intern. <laughs> But um, well, I, I don't know. I might I might want to release those things. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Given to don't give in to pressure. You know, don't don't give in to peer pressure and release that. But uh, but anyway, um, yeah. Moving on to another topic too. I think that we both have in common on our list is I guess for uh, to kind of sum up the term uh, complexity. So what that could mean. So Dragalia. In Dragalia, not only are you summoning for characters uh, to play with, uh, like in your co-op mode or whatnot, but you're also summoning for dragons to be able to turn into um, in-game, as well as for uh, worm prints, uh, which you could um, uh, kind of use to modify and, and add certain bonuses to your unit as you play with them. And so... Uh, whether you like that or not out there, like um, whether that's, uh, you know, too much to summon for or, or not, I don't know. That's another topic for another time, I think. But in addition to that, like, um, there, let's, let's talk about upgrading as well in addition to complexity. I know that um, in, in Heroes, of course, you uh, kind of go through a, t uh, a, a tier list of... Um, a leveling up of, of skills, for example, and, and weapons, of course. You go from Iron Sword to Steel Sword to Silver Sword and and whatnot, and level 1, 2, and 3 of a skill. Uh, you also... And, and, and that's basically it. I mean, you have skill inheritance, so you can mix and match certain skills and weapons. Uh, weapon Refinery, of course. Sacred Seal uh, has been a, a great uh, method to be able to customize your characters. But I feel like it's kind of reached an end point where you know exactly how to build a character to their maximum potential. <clears throat> and of course, that's, you know, that's what we see with, with certain guides on the internet, with GamePress, with Gamepedia. Uh, and of course, you know, a lot, sometimes it's really up to someone's opinion. Uh, maybe they have certain experiences that lead them to build a unit in a certain fashion. and Or, you know, um, I should throw out their IV spreads as well. That adds to a little bit more of complexity. But but in, in, in general, I feel like a, a certain character, you take any character that you, you like, you look up how they are built, and chances are that the optimal build that is mentioned on something like GamePress is basically the best way to build the character, and if you don't, then your your uh, efficacy in in whatever mode may be diminished. And I 
I really get excited when there are characters that are very customizable, I think. You could build them more player phase, you could build them more enemy phase, you can build them more supportive, and 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 so there there is a little bit of complexity as far as, uh, or strategy, as far as uh, character building is concerned. But with Dragalia, I feel like they, they took that to the next level where you can upgrade your unit it's you know, your unit itself um, of course and level up and gain general gains in stats but you also can go in and spend mana I believe and and add certain uh, you have certain tiers of like stat boosts that you can add to them different specials that they have um, and then you can also upgrade the worm prints the weapons themselves that you gain in combat the dragons themselves as well and you can take all sorts of paths to, to upgrade them in, in certain ways. And so there's, a I feel like, a lot more custom, uh, the ability to customize in Dragalia so you can make a character a lot more different than someone else's character. And they they can perform in, in different ways. And, and I think that makes it a lot, a lot of fun. And if there was a way to do that in Heroes Now going forward i know that that the idea of a skills forge has been made but i don't think that that is the answer i i, I feel like you, you you're just upgrading the same skills up to like a level four or something like that but there isn't any like um cross matching of skills if i think if they were able to do that in some i i don't have an answer to that but if they can kind of combine different skills or combine different weapons and kind of create different uh, like brand new weapons um, actually, just thinking about it, I think they they have done this in the past in Fire Emblem. I think it was in um, I want to say in one of the DS games, or maybe even the more uh, recent you know DS games like Awakening and Fates. Maybe it was like um, Mystery of the Emblem or or something too. Uh, I would have to look into it, but I I feel like you could you could create weapons and oh oh it's coming back to me. I I, I think in Radiant Dawn. You could like create a a weapon itself, and you can like create it, you know, make a color and give it its own name, and you know, kind of give it uh, different abilities, uh, or or just like different uh, might and, and constitution and things like that. But I think if they were able to do that, and if you could really customize your weapons, your skills, kind of mix and match different different abilities to uh, to create something really new. I think that would that would bring a lot to the table to heroes, and if if they were able to do that and keep it balanced, and not uh, make it so like oh everyone has to build this character in a certain fashion because that's the uh, it might eventually happen that way anyway, but if they were able to balance that and kind of make it so that you could use maybe two or three have like two or three optimal builds or maybe five then that would make going into Arena a little bit more exciting and more of a challenge because you would see a lot more of a different type of build rather than the the standard, oh, here comes an, another dragon with a steady breath and quick repost kind of thing, you know? Um, so th those are my thoughts on, like, um, how the weapon complexity and and just having more to summon for. I, 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 I would want to keep it to just summoning for characters for sure. I... Uh, in my opinion, I think it's a little overwhelming for my small brain <laughs> to take in uh, summoning for worm prints and dragons as well. But I think if they were to add a little bit more of a customization to weapons and skills, I think that would be really cool. 
what are your thoughts, Krebs? Yeah, so a couple thoughts there. So for one, and one thing I think we have to take in as a grain of salt when discussing Tregalia Lost versus Fire Emblem Heroes or other mobile games is Fire Emblem Heroes has been out for longer at this point, certainly, than Dragalia Lost. And it's in a little bit of a different place than Dragalia Lost is for sure. And one thing, especially like with regards to weapons and characters and dragons and everything in Dragalia Lost that's exciting is that we don't yet know all of the optimal combinations. And I imagine that, you know, sites like Game Press and Gamepedia, some of our favorite places to go for Fire Emblem Heroes, are working very hard to try to find all of those optimal combinations in Dragalia Lost. And so I think in time, I think the things that you want in Dragalia Lost will be more standardized uh, for better or for worse. Like it'll give people direction, but also I think we'll see less and less uh, you know, different builds, so to speak, in Dragalia Lost. So that's one thought. You know, right now it's overwhelming in Dragalia Lost exactly what you should be doing or how you should be building someone. But I, I for better or for worse, I think that's going to change over time. Um, so that's just one thought there. Another thought with regards to Fire Emblem Heroes and everybody wanting the same or very similar builds. One issue with that, or one reason that leads to that right now, is because skills are generally... So bringing, bringing this over to Fire Emblem Heroes, one issue that makes a lot of people want to use the same kinds of builds, I think, is re- with regards to skill availability. And, you know, I don't know, maybe making, maybe making really rare skills more available would just make, give people easier access to some of these rare, like expensive builds that you really want on a unit. But because we don't have access to like a lot of the stance skills at four-star availability or on a four-star unit that you can even upgrade to five stars, for example, it's really hard to, to implement a build like that. And so there's so many skills in Fire Emblem Heroes that you just that people just don't have access to, or if they do, they have like one or two copies of it and they have to prioritize the one or two units that they want to give that skill to. So um, so I think that really limits people's build potential in a lot of cases in Fire Emblem Heroes. And then when you finally pull a copy of that skill that is said to be optimal for a unit, you want to give it to that unit and make that optimal build like everybody else is trying to do. So th- those are a couple of thoughts about what you're with regards to like the weapon system in Fire Emblem Heroes. One thing that I think is really cool that I like from Dragalia Lost is that not only do they have like kind of like a weapon triangle advantage in Dragalia Lost, but they actually have five different elements, and some some of the elements in Dragalia Lost are outside of the weapon triangle advantage. I guess similar to how like colorless units can uh, be outside of the weapon triangle advantage. But beyond that, there are also different weapon classes within each element in Dragalia Lost. So I think there are eight different weapon types, like a, an axe and a uh, staff and um, a dagger, and, and it, as I'm saying it, it sounds a lot like Fire Emblem Heroes weapon classes. But there's weapon classes within elements, so it would almost be like if, uh, if for red units, if we had access to all these other different weapons as well. And, and I guess Fire Emblem Heroes is kind of trending in that direction, with bows being colored and daggers being colored and things like that. But I think that's something it. it in Dragalia Lost, it sets apart all these different weapons as having different niches. 
and uh, it is something that makes the game a little bit more fun because you have to think about how their weapon type influences their play style. So maybe that's already something that we have in, in many extent in many cases in Fire Emblem Heroes, but just something that I wanted to point out that that adds a little bit of spice and variety in, in Dragalia Lost. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, who knows uh, how uh, how it will play out. I I think that you do your your thought is correct. Like over time, um, things will kind of settle down in Dragalia, just as they they have in in Heroes. And things always come out that are new, and new skills come out, and new weapons and specials, and things will always get updated. I'm just hoping that like uh, I, I I get the feeling that maybe Dragalia could be a little is a little bit more balanced and that you have uh, optimal build options uh, that are a lot more varied compared to heroes. And so if there was a way to, to make it balanced, um, I think that would be really cool. Um, moving on. Uh, let's see. Was that, that was, that was my topic, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> do, do you want to, yeah, I forgot. Let, I'll let you choose the next topic to talk about. So I have I have a, a handful more things, and I don't want this episode going too long. So let me just rattle off a couple of these things. Uh, I'll try to be quick with them. I'll rattle off a couple things, and, and then you can provide any comments on any of them that stand out to you as being something that you agree on or, do, or disagree on. And then if you have a couple more things, you can rattle some things off as well. Is that all right? That sounds good to me. So one thing that's cool, and a lot of these are kind of small, especially compared to what we've already talked about, but one thing that I really like about Tregalia is the menu music. I've found it to be a lot of fun, and there's different menu music, but there's um, I, I've found it to be really fun, and I've been into the the Japanese music that they, they use in Tregalia Lost. So I have really enjoyed that, and just obviously they need to use Fire Emblem uh, music from all of their games, and that's what the—that's fun to hear in Fire Emblem too. But I think, especially like the title music and the the castle music, I think could definitely be updated. So that's one suggestion I have for Fire Emblem Heroes at this point. Uh, another thing that I think is kind of cool, uh, you know, like summoning for things in Dragalia that aren't just heroes. And although that's the case in the main summoning. Uh, mechanism that you can summon for other things like dragons and you mentioned basically like skills that you give your heroes in Dragalia but there's also in different game modes in Dragalia Lost and and even every day you get to summon different items Uh, and then within what they call raids or different events in Dragalia you can summon for different items and different dragons and things like that too and so basically it's like instead of just giving people rewards when they complete certain number of maps in Fire Emblem Heroes, it is kind of cool to turn like the gacha mechanic in content, except without using like in in Fire Emblem Heroes parlance, it wouldn't be like you have to spend orbs on summoning for other items or other skills or something like that. But maybe you would be using like like arena medals or some type of a currency to build up in some other game modes or shards, or you could imagine that you could use different things like that to summon for things that are not just heroes, but something else entirely. So uh, I don't know if you have any any thoughts about either of those two things. I have a few other things, but do you have any thoughts about either of those two things, the music or summoning for um, like rewards in, in game modes? Yeah, I do actually. I, I made a, a feedback comment a while ago to heroes uh, concerning like a music library. 
I think that um, I, and I do agree with like changing the the title page or the title music and things like that too. Um, I just I thought it was interesting because I well, that's one of the things I love about Fire Emblem is the music, and I think it'd be really cool if they were able to uh, make uh, you know kind of compile all the music into one feature and so you could just listen to it uh, kind of get that from tap battles but still um, I think that would be amazing to have that that handy because I, I just love it yeah and I know the GBA games order like, yes. where you can listen to the music that would be cool if you got to set your castle music from the fire emblem music that we have in the game right now exactly exactly that's that that is perfect and like smash brothers does that you can go in and and just go to the soundboard like you're saying the library and just play music whenever um boom that's it so i i that would be gold to me that would be like the the top quality of life thing that i would look forward to uh but like i i and i do agree with you too on like having that kind of gotcha kind of format for other items i think it'd be very interesting like it's almost like that little help button thing that you get in in Grand Conquest where you can get like 50 shards or something. But like so there's a little bit of randomness to what you get there. But I think it'd be really cool if they did have a feature like that where you did, you know, either at the beginning of the day or just after a certain mode or something that you get a random reward. It could be feathers, it could be um things like that, but maybe even skills or weapons or specials or something like that too. It might be taking it too far or even characters. I think it'd be interesting to kind of get random characters and, and, uh, um, on that note, I, I will interject too, that I think, um, something that I feel like, uh, I mean, Dragalia and, and heroes, they do have a lot of similarities with different events and, uh, and, and so there's not much to say as far as a comparison is made, but uh, on the topic of like grindability, um, I don't I don't know if I get the sense of there there is much of a grindability in in Dragalia. Uh, like with heroes, I feel like the kind of grinding mode that you would be able to do that with would be like the training tower, and I think that really needs an update. I think the rewards need to be better. Uh, I think that the uh, like maybe the stamina could be lessened as well. I, I don't think it's enough to just go in and, and do it just for the quests and, and for a few orbs. I like I'm spending all yesterday uh, trying to catch up and get all the orbs that I can, you know, and uh, and stuff. But if, if it was a little bit more of an end game type of thing where you just go in and you could potentially grind and, and get random rewards from that and potentially like get some really cool rewards if you uh, put enough time into it or like creating a, a longer type of tempest trials like over the month where you could grind consistently and um if if you're that type of the player to do so like i am to kind of set it on auto battle and just kind of grind through and hopefully achieve some really good rewards i think that would be really cool and i would look forward to that yeah and that's a um, grinding as you, you pointed out is a big element to dragalia lost and I could see people being okay. yeah. mixed about that. I could see, you know, some people who just play Fire Emblem Heroes who might be listening to our podcast today. Maybe they haven't tried out Tregalia Lost. They might check out Tregalia Lost and they might say, this really isn't for me. Uh, that, you know, in Fire Emblem Heroes, you if you pull a five-star hero, then really you just get them from level one to level 40. 
and I, you know, I feel like I can do that in like half an hour or so. It doesn't even take that long. If you wanted to do it faster, you could probably do it a lot faster. You could just use shards and crystals and do it in like a minute. Um, but really, it, it, like, it definitely <laughs> doesn't give playability value. Pulling a new hero doesn't give you like a lot of things to do in the game time-wise. Um, and it's not even all that much fun because there's just not a ton of like fun game modes anymore to even level up your hero. So that's probably why some people just prefer to use crystals and shards and all right, well, don't have to sit through uh, like 15 minutes of trying to level up my character. But in Dragalia Lost, you it takes a lot longer to be able to level your unit up. It goes up to level 80. But I mean, just beyond the numbers, it it took me, I think, like two or three weeks of playing a, a decent amount uh, to to be able to get my first unit all the way up to level 80. So it takes weeks, I think, uh, for most people, at least when they're starting out, to be able to do that. So, you know, whether you find that fun, like, oh, good, that's something I, that, well, that will be a long-term pursuit, or if you feel like that's like, uh, I, I really don't want to be doing that and playing maps, and, and I'd rather just have, you know, my hero at their end state, like, that might be up to different people, but Dragalia Lost has a lot of playing the same map over and over again. In some ways, like Fire Emblem Heroes could to level up a unit uh, to get different uh, resources in the game to be able to maximize your unit's potential in a lot of different ways. So I do find that is sometimes a downside for Dragalia Lost, that you might have to play the same map over and over again. And it's, it's kind of like Fire Emblem Heroes. It's more or less the same map every time you play it. Uh, maybe even more so than Fire Emblem Heroes sometimes, but um, I don't know. I guess it's tough for for game content creators to be making something that's fun to do multiple times that doesn't just involve doing the same thing over and over again. So I can understand that must be tough for them to come up with something like that. Yeah, for sure. And and it's 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 really hard to find a balance between grinding uh, endurance and capacity for for people to do that or or otherwise. And I I think it'd be interesting to, if they had. In addition to leveling up characters, uh, different uh, or just better rewards to, to to do that if you wanted to grind up. So a little bit of incentive. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's really the thing that makes grinding not so fun is when the rewards exactly. Are <laughs> um, I think I uh, I I only have like one more other idea that I like from Dragalia to mention um, is that uh, Dragalia has a castle mode. Uh, where you can upgrade your castle, similar to like, um, really, it, I, I feel like it's similar to Clash of Clan, where you kind of build your own base, and you can get, uh, over time, you know, you can get different rewards from that, more coins and more uh, fruit to use to upgrade your dragons, or, uh, you know, buy certain items to upgrade uh, whatever you want in Dragalia. And uh, I think that that would be interesting to do in heroes as well i know that they hinted on that with the survey almost a year ago uh last december where they mentioned some sort of castle mode i forgot the the details uh in this moment on what exactly they said about the castle mode or village or something like that but uh i am excited to see if they did follow through with that and maybe we would see that in version three um just to add a little bit of variety. Yeah, so I, I think some people have speculated in that survey. I think they just asked, like, would a, would a castle mode where you're, like, building up a village or a castle or something, would that be of interest to you, I think was the question. Right. They, you know, obviously we don't know what the results were of that survey. Um, 
But it, I think some people were wondering if maybe that was a like how much those questions were from intelligent systems versus how much were they from Nintendo. And Nintendo might want to ask questions like that about Animal Crossing or maybe even Dragalia Lost. <laughs> that was something they were planning. They wanted to know if that would be a good feature there. So I think there, there certainly was a question about why that question was in there. Um, but so just like commenting on the castle system in Dragalia Lost, I think it's an okay mechanic, but really for me, the, at least what we have in Dragalia Lost right now is like you have to build buildings and then it takes you know, a varying amount of time to get them to level up and you have a certain amount of buildings that you can upgrade at a time and it takes different currencies in the game to upgrade them. And by upgrading them, you improve certain heroes, uh, like their strength in the game, or you're able to build other buildings that allow you to get stronger weapons or things. Something like that, I guess, adds something to do in the game, and it gives you something to work towards. It can be kind of frustrating that, you know, it's, it's something that limits you from being able to progress in the game too quickly. And there are buildings that you have to build that eventually they start taking you know, eight hours and 16 hours and then a day and then like three days to upgrade. And so in some ways that can be a little bit frustrating. And I'm not sure how much I'd really want to see exactly that same mechanic brought over to Fire Emblem Heroes. I'm not saying there isn't a way they could make that a little bit more fun or interesting. But as far as the castle mode in Dragalia Lost, it isn't really my favorite part of Dragalia Lost. It's kind of just something there to that you have to go through in order to uh, unlock the most fun in the other parts of the game, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So if, yeah, if there was a way to implement that, that would be fun. Then that'd be cool. But that is interesting too, that after they did that survey, yeah, we've seen Dragalia have a castle mode. We've seen animal crossing being a build your own village kind of thing, your, your camp. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that is interesting. So we'll, we'll see if we even get that in heroes or not, but, um, I think that's about it from like Dragalia. I <laughs> just as a side note, I think it'd be really cool if if intelligent systems. Um, I used to play a lot of Hearthstone, and so I I really enjoy the, I guess the strategy and complexity of deck building, um, that goes beyond character building. I think in in Heroes and other games like that. Uh, if they were if they decided to release uh, Fire Emblem Cipher, which is a trading card game, as a digital version and and release that to everyone because right now it's only in japan um i would totally be hyped about that but <laughs> that's a that's a a side note of course uh greps uh what else do you have to add as far as uh features yeah so yeah. just a couple of other quick things so for one if this isn't that important to me in either dragalia lost or in fire emblem heroes but the conversations that you have with different units or the dialogue, whether it be like their confessions to you when you level get them at five star level 40 or um, sometimes even like the story chapter content, the forging bonds uh, conversations that you have with the units. A lot of that conversation in Fire Emblem Heroes seems pretty lacking to me. And, you know, I, I often just skip over that. I don't really care too much about it. Maybe people who are a little bit more invested in Fire Emblem uh, lore and the previous games find that a little bit more interesting sometimes. But, I, you know, I do see a lot of people that are more invested than me in the lore who finding as well. And I think that Dragalia Lost does a better job in in my opinion, in how they do conversations and the dialogue with units in the game. Uh, for one, 
they play music in the background when those conversations are happening. And I, I find that that you know, just by itself makes it a little bit more interesting. There's different tracks that play in the background when conversations are going on. It's not just the same thing every time. And so that might give it a different like tone or based on what's happening in the conversation. And I find that that alone is something that just makes it a little bit more interesting. But then the dialogue itself, I think there's a few things that are different about that in Dragalia Lost that I like more. And for me, that's like your main character, the character that represents you in Dragalia Lost named Yudin. Uh, that he participates in these conversations in Dragalia Lost, and he has like a personality uh, based on what the game wants him to be like, and it's obviously not representative of you as the player because you're probably different than him. But he like takes on your persona. He represents you in the game, and um, you know, as such, he participates in these conversations, which kind of makes it fun. And in contrast, in Fire Emblem Heroes usually conversations are very one-sided. It's these monologues and not really a dialogue in many cases where units are just talking to you as the summoner and the summoner doesn't say anything. And the confessions very often are just units like praising you as a summoner or saying, you know, like you're doing a great job or thanks for being so watchful over us and things like that. And it's to the point where so many units do something like that that it's, it's often not even very original in what they're saying to you. And it feels like they're just trying to make you feel good uh, as a person from heroes so that you feel good about spending time playing that game and spending orbs or money or whatever it is. So uh, I, I feel like the dialogue and the conversations in Fire Emblem could certainly learn a few things from how Dragalia Lost implements the dialogue and the conversations. Yeah, and I think that's so important too because Fire Emblem itself is a, a game not only that is tactical in nature, but it's also character building. And it's based on conversations. And that's one of the big reasons I really love uh, all the original games is just the story itself and the character development and the support conversations and the and just, yeah, the conversation it, um, in general is really good. And it's really disappointing to see how um, superficial it is in Heroes. I admit that I, I just skip all the, the conversations in Forging Bonds because I... I, I don't know. It, it it doesn't seem like it's it's an opportunity that they've taken to that I appreciate to include a little bit more lore and background in some of these characters. But uh, I feel like it, it's not hitting the mark quite yet. And if they were able to to uh, make that a little bit better, I totally agree with you, Greps. I think that would make for a, a better play experience. So I, I um, think the issue with Fire Emblem Heroes and why maybe the the reason that they find themselves in a tricky situation is, and they've done this before, but they've spoiled a lot of things in Fire Emblem Heroes. And it's it's a tricky thing about what units are allowed to say in Fire Emblem Heroes that might or might not spoil their games. So, you know, how can you have like a revealing conversation between two units in Fire Emblem Heroes if, you know, anything revealing is probably going to reveal something about their original games that you might not want to put in Fire Emblem Heroes. So a limits Fire Emblem Heroes that isn't really the result in Dragalia Lost. They can say whatever they want, uh, and they're not limited based on what they can say. They can make their character personalities whatever they want. Yeah, I mean, Dragalia is an original game, and so they can do whatever they want, it, and that that is so true. Like, I mean... <laughs> I mean, I just think the first thing that comes to mind is Zelgius. I mean, just <clears throat> just dropping the ball on on that spoiler. Like, 
it's really interesting to see how Heroes is like, okay, you've assumed that everyone has played these games, um, and uh, now you know what's going to happen in those games because of, of Heroes. And if they do dive, dive into a little bit of, of, uh, of uh, deep conversations with some of these characters, uh, the first ones that come to mind, of course, are like the first-generation characters of Genealogy and how they all die. I mean, it, it's, it's, I guess it's kind of inherent on uh, when he'd like summoned for, for Selif all those uh, year and a half ago. Um, you know, my father died and all, all, all that kind of stuff. And so it's, it's kind of inherent anyway that you would assume that that's the kind of course that is taken in the game, but still it's like, uh, it's kind of hard to, <laughs> kind of hard to do that when um, these games are said and done and you're bringing in characters and the only conversation that they have or the only thing that they have to offer is that they died in their game or something. But and I'm, I'm thinking of like Eldigan. So, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> that is, uh, it'll be interesting to see if they do anything else for lore and for conversations. So, um, yeah. And you, then, so one last thing I want to mention yeah. on this episode in terms of things that I like in Dragalia Lost that could be implemented in Fire Emblem Heroes. And that is, in Dragalia, there are some different um, there are some different items that you can acquire in the game, either through game playing the game or through purchasing, that give you essentially merges. Uh, either you can choose any single uh, like a dragon in the game that you want to merge an additional copy of with the, the particular item. Uh, or you can do it with weapons, and there's other things too. They don't have merges on units themselves in Dragalia Lost, but they do have merges on a lot of other things. And these items that allow you, that they have flexibility to choose which unit you merge up with them. And although you know it's kind of the converse, in, in Fire Emblem Heroes, you can't merge up weapons, you can't merge up... Uh, like an A-slot skill or something like that, but you can merge up heroes. And I think it would be kind of cool, a cool mechanic in Fire Emblem Heroes if uh, there were some ability to, to gain some sort of like a merging item that would just give you one free merge on any, any unit that you want. Uh, and that would give ability to add a merge to whichever unit they want, whether it's to plus 10 them or to, I don't know, to just make them a little bit stronger in the game or help their arena scoring or whatever purpose that you might want to merge up a unit for. I think that's something that's kind of glossed that could be implemented in a different way in Fire Emblem Heroes. That would be cool. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I think they've taken the uh, kind of a step in that direction with just uh, the in, uh, skill inheritance and, and being able to uh, merge up uh, units with different items and stuff, but it's it's definitely different how they do it in, in Dragalia, and <coughs> excuse me, I think it would be really interesting to see that. Um, I I'm all for you know uh, complexity and customization, and making your unit your own and different from everyone else, and so I think that would be one way to do that. Um, yeah. Any other ideas that you have or anything else that we haven't touched on or that you want to comment on about things that Fire Emblem Heroes could learn from some other mobile games? I don't think so. I think I've covered all the the ideas that I've had from other games. Um, not to say, like, Fire Emblem should become an eSport necessarily. Like, I don't think it's ever going to be like a, uh, like a Clash Royale or a League of Legends kind of game 
where people will be playing at real time to be, you know, really competitive for money and things like that. I, I don't think it would, it, it could, but I don't think it would. Uh, but there is a lot of things that Fire Emblem could do uh, that I've learned from this, this conversation that they've done in the past with their original games and that Nintendo has been doing with their other games, including Dragalia, that could make Fire Emblem more appealing, uh, more diverse uh, than it is already, and and have a lot of replay value. And so I'm really hoping for, I uh, don't want to set my expectations too high to get disappointed, but I'm really hoping for some some really cool features coming up, not only with version 3, but in the future as well. Um, do you have any final thoughts as well, Greps, before we, we sign out of this episode? Uh, I guess, I mean, touching on that note, I, I, I don't feel too optimistic that many of these things will be implemented as well. But I think Nintendo has to sit around and the developers at, you know, Intelligent Systems and Psy Games and these other mobile and gotcha games out there, they have to sit around and consider what other games are doing. That has to be a big part of their making their games fun and, of course, profitable for the companies involved. So, you know, they have to sit around and have some of these discussions like we just had about what might make their games more fun. And the developers, we know of Fire Emblem Heroes, they at least play Fire Emblem Heroes enough to set up these wicked teams that, you know, at least a year ago that we used to compete against in in uh, special maps to be able to see how good our right. teams were. So we know they at least play Fire Emblem Heroes, and I assume they play other mobile and gotcha games too um, in, their, in some of their time when they're not... Uh, Maybe it's even some of their work time. They they should be assigned to go play other games to get ideas for what to do in Fire Emblem Heroes. But I don't know. I don't. I don't feel. I don't feel yeah. too optimistic. Dream job right there. Yeah. Many of our suggestions, but they at least at, at a minimum they have to be considering a co-op mode or a PvP mode, and uh, and I'm sure some of these other issues have come up in some of these when they're thinking about updates to the game. Some of these things have to be on the table for them. But uh, as far as whether they're actually going to take them and implement them, I, I don't feel too optimistic about most of these things. But I don't know. We'll have to see what version 3.0 will bring. Uh, you saw there was apparently like an interview with, uh, I'm not sure exactly who it was with, but uh, there was some statement, like an annual like investor statement where Nintendo talked about version 3.0 of Fire Emblem Heroes coming out, and it said in late 2018. So... Uh, you know, I don't know if that's relative to where we are right now at the beginning of November. Uh, if, if it's late 2018 relative to now, because it seems to me like we're already in late 2018. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know that that a lot of people say, well, that means it must be coming in December. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It could be coming next week and that would still be late 2018. For sure. Yeah. Um, I, I did see that post and I wanted I want to say that when I looked at when that PowerPoint was given, it was like um, October, uh, not too long ago. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know what they mean by it being late. Like, I totally agree. Like, next week is late 2018. <laughs> or does it mean December? I don't know. Uh, at least at least we know that we're getting version 3 before 2019, I guess, right? So it, we have at least two months to say that uh, we will see a major update <laughs> to, to Fire Emblem. So, um, it, yeah, exactly. And so, yeah. so I, I, I'm expecting it in November because, you know, we've talked about this before, but I'm expecting it in November. I, it's consistent with what they've done last year. And 
I think, if anything, intelligence systems has actually been fairly consistent with the timing of events being very similar this year as they were last year in terms of when everything was held. Everything is like a week or two before it was last year. So uh, I, I think they've been very consistent with that. And there's just not much to do right now. So I hope that they do. Uh, I, I think we're going to see a Faye channel really soon. Yeah. And if, yeah, I'm, I think within the next week or so we should see it. So I, I, I'm, that's, that's my hope and my guess. So yeah. Um, Greps, it's been a pleasure having this conversation with you. I think it's nice to kind of sit down and talk about something outside of analytics and stats and, uh, and to really kind of bring things into perspective. And, um, I, I, I love Fire Emblem Heroes, um, enough so to make a podcast, but, um, and, and for you to, to participate and make content for this podcast as well. We, we do love this game and when here's to us hoping that it continues to grow and, 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 and become a even better game than it is now. So, uh, we, we made some pretty good dragaleologists as well as phaologists today, I would say. <laughs> yeah. You know what? We, we moonlighted in, in dragalia a little bit and I think we've received, uh, a good, uh, you know, uh, education in, in other games. And hopefully we can apply that in our practice as we study theology even more. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, we have a, a, a specialization in theology, but also maybe like a minor in dragology. Exactly. But ho- hopefully listeners found this to be an interesting conversation. If you don't play Dragalia Lost at all, then some of the stuff that we talked about might seem kind of foreign to you, or it might uh, maybe, hopefully it didn't go over your heads. But um I recommend checking out Dragalia Lost if anything we mentioned today sounded interesting to you or if you're looking for something else to do other than Fire Emblem Heroes in terms of mobile games. It is a really fun game to play and it does have some pretty, some aspects of it are pretty different from Theology, so, or not Theology, from Fire Emblem Heroes. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, I do think that, uh, you know, the grindiness of Dragalia, for example, might pair nicely with the not of Fire Emblem Heroes. You might prefer one or you might prefer the other, or you might kind of just see them both for what they are and enjoy different aspects of each. So definitely check it out if we've interested you in the game. Uh, hopefully we didn't bore you by talking about a game that maybe you don't have any experience with. But, uh, you know, I'm definitely interested if any listeners have been playing Dragalia Lost or other mobile games and if you have any thoughts similar to what Phil and I did today, where we just kind of like combed over some things that could make Fire Emblem Heroes maybe even better, then I'd definitely be interested in hearing from you guys. And I'm sure, Phil, I'm sure you'd be open to any feedback from listeners as well. I sure would. Um, and not only would we be interested, but I think if you do have any ideas, if you want to second our ideas, because I'm, I'm going to go right after this, uh, this episode and, and comment in the feedback section with some of these ideas. Um, I feel like we just got to get the ball rolling and, and, and we want you guys to let, uh, IS know through the feedback section in heroes, uh, about some of these ideas. If you really feel passionate about some of some of these things, or if you have your own ideas, in addition to letting us know, you should let, let IS know, and hopefully, uh, they will implement that in the game soon. And yeah, and maybe we'll get a, a message in the game months from now saying that a year from now we'll be getting a co-op yeah. <laughs> in the announcement board. Uh, and so we just have to hold on until then, right? Um, yeah, you'll have to keep playing <laughs> Fire Emblem Heroes for the next year. Yeah, hey, that's fine. You know, I invested this much time into it. I might as well. So, um, But yeah, please let us know if you have any thoughts or comments on this 
this episode or anything else as well. And you can do so at theology at gmail.com. You can reach uh, Grepstein at Grepstein, F-E-H, at gmail.com. And you can reach us both at our subreddit at r slash theology. Once again, thank you for listening, and we hope you schedule an appointment with us soon. Take care.